Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Yeah, yeah. ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. Lots of NFL talk. Sneak in some Bulls conversation later this hour there in Denver. Denver. Play the Nuggets tonight. I want to talk Bulls Nugs. More, I want to talk Joker. And Bulls, uh, Nuggets. Well, I got. Uh, what's going on I've with JJ Bulls Wait, what's going so, on with uh, JJ Redick and uh, Kendrick Perkins? They got into a little bit of. Uh, they, uh, I didn't tussle. see that. Yeah, I just saw a little bit on the, Were they on arguing the Twitter on, like, machine uh, with Stephen A. Yeah, or something. Don't know. No, it's between the two of them. I don't oh, know. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't see it. All I'm saying is, it looked like they got in a little kerfuffle. It was over MVP voting. MVP. Oh. Voting. Little kerfuffle. Little kerfuffle. I'd like to give, maybe do a deeper dive into that. Yeah, you should do know. a deeper dive into that. Yeah, you can, you can watch it later. I'm not going to deep dive into that. I'll be honest with you. That's your thing. I, uh, That's your little baby. I truly believe in voter fatigue, but right now the odds tell you there will be no voter fatigue. Uh, Michael Jeffrey Jordan never won three straight MVP awards. Yes. I, I would allow you to just let that sink in for a second and say, well, what do you mean there's such <sighs> a thing as voter fatigue? Michael Jordan never won three in a row. Michael could have won seven in a row. Seven in a row. The last player to win three consecutive MVP awards was 40 years ago. Michael didn't cry like Carl Malone. It was Larry Bird. Uh, The only other guys I think to ever do it were in the early days, I believe Wilt and I think uh, Bill Russell. I I think those are the only three. No. Was it Kuzi? Again, I think it's Russell. Will Havlicek with the ball. Havlicek. It wasn't Havlicek. He doesn't have Havlicek. It was Russell. It was Wilt and and definitely Larry Bird. And now Joker's going to do it. And I love Joker. I think he's great. You watch Joel Embiid lately? Did you watch him again last night in the second of a back-to-back? I didn't. I don't know what Joel Embiid has to do. I I, I mean, I I truly, and and I I think you'll like this conversation then. You should check it out. Like at what point? I don't know. And I'm a numbers guy. I'm an advan- I'm an analytics guy. You are. You're and, very. And the analytics are very supportive, but of Embiid, it's like no of Joker of Joker. But and I and I know we teased. I I don't want to get too far into the weeds in this because and I, we teased something else with NFL. But let me just say weeds. There there does have to exist some sort of balance. You it can't be numbers only. So much of one thing for, right. or the other. Well, my eyes are the only thing that matters, or the numbers are the right. only thing that matters. Gotta There's got to be, if you are voting, if you have that, I'll call it power. I mean, what well, is it? voting for MVP. Yeah. If you got the opportunity to vote, yeah. you can't just look at an advanced box score, I don't think, and cast your vote. I watch a lot of NBA, and I can watch Joel Embiid. And say, what does this man have to do for people to say that's the most valuable player in the league? Uh, Giannis. I mean, and I know they're all. They're, it's really the three of them. I mean, it's a three horse race. Right, it's three horses. I don't know. I, I, I'm so I'm getting a little fired are, up. Are Giannis? I, I, and are, I like Chris's are, are, thoughts well, are on Giannis it and Joel Embiid splitting it's, the vote. I don't think so. Okay, maybe I don't know. Are they because split I, the v? and I then your Jokic uh, saber saber What does that call it? Saber sabermetric guy. Well, if you're, yeah, it's your advanced yeah, analytic. Your advanced I, analytic guys are the ones that are. There's enough of them that go simply know. by the numbers I, that the the Jokic is always going to get there, and you're splitting the vote with the other two. May I don't know, York. He's so 
like that team is so far and away better when he's on the floor. And so maybe that's the only argument you need. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I'd like to open this up for further debate yeah, at some point. That's uh, right. I, I would. I'm I, not going to make an argument with you about well, Jokic. But, I think, sure. but, but you can have, but you have an opinion, I think. I'd like to maybe open up uh, my opinion is I know your numbers I, I, are your numbers I, I, for a reason. And my opinion is I appreciate the balance. I, I, it shouldn't only be numbers and okay. it shouldn't just be what you see. It should be a combination of the two. I, I do. Before we're done, let's circle back to that. Well, tell me about your rankings, your quarterback rankings for the guys. Well, going, simple, uh, yesterday coming out I was asked a simple question. I went and I took, so I took a look at some film and my numbers. You were uh, on with Chris yesterday. Well, yeah, I think C.J. Stroud is the number one quarterback. Mm. Tie between Levis and Richardson, with Richardson having a little bit more upside than I believe Will Levis can have, but I'm impressed with what Will Levis can do. And then I've got the outlier, because he's short, and being short matters, whether you like it or not. I mean, I love Danny DeVito, okay? Yeah, but I do. I love Gary Coleman. I love Gary Coleman, but you're right. I don't want him as my quarterback. No. And who's the comedian? That's sure. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. I love Kevin Hart. I do, too. He's but I, I, I'd rather have Dwayne Johnson as my quarterback. I don't want Me Kevin too. Hart as my no, quarterback. I, if I'm going to choose, right? I want Dwayne Johnson. So Bryce Young, I put fourth on this list just because of the fact he's an outlier. He is. He's got talent. CJ, Richardson, Levis, Young. That's how you'd go with the, well, the, big, I, the, big... I, the two of them tied. Levis and Richardson were tied. Neck and neck. 2A, 2B. They're my second guy. You said there may be a little bit of a fourth, lean. Then fourth. Uh, what do you I think? didn't say there was a lean. I said Richardson has a bigger upside. Okay. But he's got the most work that needs to be done. If I made you lean one way, which way would you? I'd go would Richardson, you, two. Go... Levis, three. And then I yeah, and but but it's Bryce lean. Young is it's just you can't not not at five ten. It's hard. You're going to be doing it. You're going to be doing it difficult all the time. I know it's just hard. And to trust. you might be good enough to overcome that. Might he might be. he might be Carm, but now you got to show me. Now I got to see it with my eyes at that level. And if he can do it, God bless him. It'd be my biggest reservation, my biggest hesitation. I mean, it, absolutely a hundred percent. And he could stick it to all of us. Ten years and from that's now, fine. we could look, and then of course, and that's we could fine. say, "Wow, look good." Guess Bryce what Young. I get to do for ten years? Enjoy his play. Yeah, I mean, I get to enjoy his play. I think I don't think anybody's being critical, uh, other than just uh, you're you're looking at a guy who would be an all time outlier, and you're saying, "I don't know if I want to be on the wrong side of that one." The guy was three inches taller. There's no debate. Three inches. That's it. Six one and a half. Well, you're not even going three inches then. No, I mean, sure, on. sure, I am. You go no, five eleven. Uh, you're going to what, six foot. What, six oh yeah, one. I'm sorry. He's five ten. Okay, yeah. I mean, maybe we'll call it four inches. Let's say if he's four inches taller, there is no debate. But he's not, and so it's going to rage. We'll see how it plays out in the years to come. He's going to get drafted in the top ten, York, regardless of yep. what we think or anybody else. Yep. Somebody, even though he's five ten and an eighth, is going to draft him in the top ten. And we're going to see what kind of history the kid writes. But I'd be scared. Well, I'm not cheering against them, though. No, they, I'm they, not Just either. because I'm rating them fourth doesn't mean I'm cheering against them. Not at all. I hope all four kids get into the league and, and, and flourish, find a way to flourish. Boy, the I better got... quarterback you play in the NFL, the better the league is overall. Absolutely. Period. Look at the AFC right now. Period. Thank you. That's it. I want quality quarterbacks in the NFL. I want to see quality Amen. quarterbacking. Amen. They've done everything in the world they can to keep them healthy. Yes, they have. That helped. And, and we get why. Because what yeah. what you just said is yes. true. 100%. And so look, look at the giddiness in our eyes when we talk about the AFC. Because of Mahomes and Burrow and Herbert and possibly still Lamar Jackson and maybe Aaron Rodgers soon. And who am I forgetting? Uh, uh, bu- 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 I'm forgetting somebody. Who, in the AFC? Yeah. Oh, you know, like what? And, and I heard Meller and uh, Tyler talking about this last night on the ride home. 
You don't think Sean Payton takes that job without thinking, Russ, put your trust in me. Yeah. Mark Trustman? Gone. Out of the building. Yeah. Gone. Russ, you put your trust in me, and we'll you're, get you're, it back. Your pedicure, manicure person? What? Out of the building. Gone. Out of the building. Your confidence coach? Out of the building. Gone. Because I'm going to be giving you the confidence exactly. now. Exactly. You're coming through me. I'm your guy. Bam. Zero. Nothing else. I don't think Sean takes that job without believing that that offense can be elite again uh, right. and that Russell can be elite. I think he again, believes in Russell. Right? Yeah. But he's going to take his distractions away from him. Yeah. And yeah. so, when you, you know, that's, you're 100% right. I mean. Office upstairs? Gone. You know gone. where your office is? Your cubicle. Your little rectangle of a, of a locker. That's yeah. your office. office. That's where you talk to your teammates. You're an NFL player. What office? Yeah. I mean, really, you put an office at home. I've got a wonderful office. Well, of course, I mean, at the, at the facility. Yeah, it's currently a, a, like your, a your closet office is your, your... with like inflatable uh, mattresses and uh, artwork and all types of stuff down there. All your old suits. Yeah. My kid's tools, boxes for his tools. It's, what the hell's going on in there? I used to have productive work going on in this office. More productive work down in my office than I bet you in Russell Wilson's office in Denver. Uh, yeah, I mean, what's happening? What's going office? on? You can't be a part of the team. Having Mark Trestman as Ridiculous. your coach, Ridiculous. man. That's Von Miller. I had to drag them down. How do you? Think? No wonder that well, Legion Von of Boom. Gone. I understand. No wonder the Legion of Boom wanted to pummel him. Von Miller was in Buffalo last he year. He was that in Buffalo. It would have been a hard thing for Von Miller. Would have been almost impossible, Carm. <laughs> Well, how do you think he hooked up with Mark Tressman? Do we know that yet? Oh, who knows? Tressman must have whispered in his ears and said a prayer with him. What or a something. weird, right? Like yeah. that's a weird combination. Was Tressman in Seattle at some point here in the last few years, and we missed that? I like how? You have to ask Pete Carroll. I don't understand how that happened. So, all right, Yurko's got uh, Bryce Young in his power rankings. What did you say? I was trying to remember yesterday. I was trying to tell Cap about Skaronsky because in the latest McShay mock, I don't he's mind him at guard. You don't mind him at guard? I don't but, mind but about him. Imp- I remember you said his feet jump off the screen. What yeah. did you say about his hands, though? He's a T-Rex. He's uh, a little bit of a catcher. A oh, that a was little a, bit of a little catcher. bit of a catcher. So he punched with the right, but he was a catcher with the left. That's what, I couldn't remember. And, and then I'm trying to think at the tackle position, maybe that's the way it works. You punch with the inside arm, and the left arm is more of a, you know, kind of a feeler, you know, right? like a curb feeler out there. You got to feel for the guy, but the right, right arm is the punching arm. Right. So he's playing left tackle at the time. Yes. And if you're right tackle, your left arm is the punching arm. Right. And, your and you right protect arm. your inside, and then your right arm is more of a corralling arm. Let's call it the corralling arm. Okay. One is a puncher. Inside's the puncher. The other side is more of a corralling arm. At guard, you can't have as much of a corralling arm. You got to have more of a two punch because you've got two punch. Well, because you're in tight tight areas, tight quarters. Yeah, yeah you if really guy's coming up over the top. You got to punch and then like sit in a chair. Who's flaring out? Punch and sit in a chair. Right. Got to be in chair. Punch, sit in a chair. Sit in a chair, Connor. Punch, sit in a chair. You know why you sit in a chair? Because your base is strong. Or? Because you don't straighten your legs and start bending at the waist. Right. Don't want to be a waist bender. Waist benders are bad on the offensive line. No leaning. No waist bending. No waist none of that, bending. Right? None of that. You want you want boom in the chair. Because yeah, you if got I'm a little bit of forward waist, lean. You can push me over pretty easy. Well, no, what, right? ha- or, no, what or, happens is people have a tendency when they kick and then they stand and they get tall. Yeah. Right? Right. And now, now I'm easy got, to topple. Right. But when you got depth. If I'm here. Depth, you've got knee bend. Yeah. Okay? Now I'm strong. What happens right? sometimes is you reach. Well, see how you go from yeah, the bend? Yeah, yeah. I straighten and yeah. go. And now I'm bending at the waist. Yeah. It's not good. That's where you got a problem. Okay. 
It makes sense. I you mean, just lose the that physics knee flexion. The knee flexion. It makes sense. And when you sit in a chair, that's what uh, the great uh, offensive line coach Joe Moore used to say over at Notre Dame. When chair. you sit in a chair, you force the guy up. Right. So his forward momentum when right. you clash, if you sit in that chair and get them hands in there, yeah. you force the guy up. Now where's he going? The physics he, he's makes lost sense. all yeah. his momentum. Yeah, it all. He can't go anywhere on you. It all stands to reason. Sit in a chair, Carl. Sounds good to me. Remember, then. if you lean the head forward, what do you do? Take the helmet off. Oof. Offensive line, make him take the helmet off. And guess how many times he'll lean his head in there? Yes. Not many because he's going to get cracked right here in the skull. Right. He's going to need some stitches later on in the day. But you know what he'll learn? Not to put his head in there. Yeah, well, sure. You learn real quick. That's the old Joe Moore drill right there. You know, Kirk the, uh, Ferentz, Kirk Ferentz, uh, disciple. Yeah, Kirk Ferentz, disciple. Of Joe that's Moore. Right. Of Joe Moore. You know yeah. that, right? Yes. Disciple. Well, Kirk Ferentz, we give him a lot of crap, but that's one thing he's been good at in his career. You know, coach those Pittsburgh line offensive lines with Jim Covert and all them guys, Mark May. Was that Joe Moore? Bill Fralick. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. Joe Moore. You That's bet your time. sweet Aiken Panachkis it was Joe Moore. You want to know a Ask great Ask Jimbo time. Covert about Joe Moore. He'll tell you all you need to know about Joe Moore. It sounds impressive, but I like the, you know, okay, you, keep, you stick your head in, now take the helmet off. You know a good baseball drill we do with uh, teaching the kids to cut first base? You put the cell phones on the back corner. You step on it, you break yeah. it. All your, all your watches... All yeah. your cell phones. You got to hit the inside. Got to hit the inside. Okay. Well, here we go. That, are your bases as big as pizza boxes no, now, too? Still the Did you guys go with the bigger pizza boxes? They're still the old size. All right. But that's a great little uh, for uh, all you young. If you've got young kids coming up through oh, baseball and you're having gosh. a tough time teaching them to cut the bag. For all you youngsters scoring out there today. Uh, and the kid, even young kids these days have. They probably they might have a lot, like a gizmo watch or a something. Gizmo, the yeah. cell phones. You put it on the bag. Okay, here we go. And you step on it. You break it. Now you might get a call from an angry parent if that happens, but the kids are going to learn yeah. eventually. Yeah. they got to cut the bag on the inside. Talk to your child about breaking his phone. Don't talk to me. Hey, go, go ask we told little, him what the drill was. Go ask little Larry what happened today. Lawrence, go, Lawrence, what happened? I cut the bag properly when yeah. we showed him. Yeah. It's not my fault. Kid wasn't paying attention. I'm not paying 500 He's over there looking at lightning bugs flying in the field. 312-332-3776. It's Carmen in New York. We'll be right back. Kid medicated. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Follow the show on Twitter at Carmen DeFalco and at Yurko64. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. I, uh, I'm looking at uh, numbers now. I'm sorry, we got to go back to it. Go back to it. I think part of the problem here, not part of the problem. I think I maybe it's me that I would have voter fatigue. All right, what are what are the numbers? Show I me mean, the numbers. I like, Let me, what are the numbers that make the case I, for Joker? I I watch him beat, and I watch you know last night again. It was the second of a back to back, and the guy was awesome. I mean, he's the league's leading scorer. He's averaging 10, point, uh, 10 rebounds a game. He's averaging, I think, a career high in assists per game this year. His player efficiency rating is a little above thirty. I mean, in any other year, my God. And it's like, and maybe I'm the kind of guy that's just like, hey, he, it's time for him to get his due. Joker's won the last two, and Joker's awesome. Mike North and I gave out Joker three years ago before the first one on the odds couple in January that year when he was 20 to 1. 20 to 1. We gave out. Keep an eye on this guy in Denver. Nikola Jokic. Now he's going to win three in a row, probably. Maybe I'm... The part of the problem of why guys don't win it three in a row more often or why Michael never did because voter fatigue sets in. Because I watched Roland Bean and I'm like, Jesus, 
What does the poor guy have to do? But then you look at the numbers. Okay, you want to know the what comparables. Give me the comparables between the two. Well, do you want me to just give you like the straight up raw, like some of the old school stats or the advanced? Advanced, because okay. the advanced ones are what they're voting All on right. now. Nikola Jokic <laughs> leads the NBA in player efficiency rating, 31.7. And where's uh, Embiid? He's at like 30.8. Okay, so he's a um, point less. Point, I, nine tenths of a point. Here, I'm going to have to get. Let me hold on. Let me. Point nine. While I do this, so I have side by side. Yeah, hold you got to do on. a side. Let's do a side by side. Because uh, this is going to be way uh, too difficult, you know, going on, from page on. to page. It is. I'm just going to put them up side by Let's side. Let's just hold put on. them side by side, Carm. Here you go, kid. Ready? Basketballreference.com, or were yes. you even more advanced? All right. Uh, 30.8, uh, I was right for Embiid. 31.7. What did he say? He said it to me. I'm such what did a. He say? He, he goes, I'm such Friendly a guy. penile. I'm such a phallus. So, 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 <laughs> He's being a real Richard right so, now. So Joker, so Joker leads the NBA in player efficiency rating. Right. Joker leads the NBA in true shooting percentage. Okay. Uh, 70.4%. Two. And beat is at 64.7%. Oh, uh, that's a little bit. That's uh, That's more than, uh, that's about 10% better. It is. Okay. Um. Jokic leads the league in offensive win shares, 9.6, and beat is at 6.4. That's about 50% better. Overall win shares, Joker leads the league at 12.7, and beat is at 9.4. And that's only 33% better. Uh, Box plus minus, Joker leads the league at 13.2. Wow. Jokic, I mean, uh, Embiid is at 8.5. That's a big difference, That's substantial, man. That's Carm. Substantial. That's over 50% better. And so is the value over replacement. Joker is at 7.4, and Embiid is at 4.8. I mean... And that's 75% better. I, I mean, I don't know what to tell I, you. I mean, if they were opposite, if those numbers were, were opposite, opposite... You're right. You're Joel, right. Joel Embiid is your you're right. MVP. You're not you're even right. thinking twice about it. You're right. But because it's Jokic, you want to change You're it. right. So I guess I'm guilty of just watching yep. great basketball players play, mm. and I watch Embiid these last couple years, and, I, and especially, excuse me, this year, and I'm like... What does the poor guy have to do? Okay, here's another question. When maybe for you. he's just go, he's up against this this here's freakish guy who's. A, uh, here's another question, even a better question for you. If Jokic played in Philadelphia, and Embiid played in Denver, who would you see more? You'd probably see a little bit more of Joker. Of course, you I think would. you're always going to see the Eastern. Of course, teams you would. More. And not only that, even though it's an hour apart, but they play a lot of West Coast. Yeah, they do basketball. Absolutely. You're not staying up that late no. sometimes to watch those guys, no matter what. So maybe um, that's it, too. I mean, maybe the the numbers, they look at it. The people that vote are the ones that are watching this thing nonstop. This guy's going to win a third straight MVP award. Some of those numbers are devastating are as they, far as how much more. I know. Those are devastating. I mean, early on, they weren't and, devastating. And, 3%, no, and, that's not that big, you know. And, 10%'s not that much of a difference. And Embiid has been phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, he's had a couple of show-out games, like in some marquee games, like a few Saturday night, like primetime games here in the last month or so, where he's shown out and the Sixers have won big uh, games. Who's our guy, Sharma? Shams? Shams. Shams Sharania, yeah. Zahadif? Are you talking about Zahadif Sharma? No, Shams. I'm talking about Shams. Shams I'm talking Shams about. Shams Sharania who covers the NBA. Well, let's get Shams on. It's Shams, no. first of all. Either way, Shams. Let's what get Shams mean, on. I love Shams. Yeah. Let's get Shams on. And let's talk to him about who he's going to vote for. All right. Because he's new school. Chris, Don't uh, you think he's new school? These, Black and Abdallah watch a lot of NBA, too. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I know. Yeah. Uh, like, am I, I'm, I, I'm probably part of the guilty group, uh, or I'm the guilty party here that would say, 
I'm sick of voting for Joker. But if you're going to trust analytics and you're going to trust metrics, like there are some huge discrepancies between he and a guy that is having a phenomenal season. Phenomenal season. Yeah, no doubt. And I, I think what hurts or maybe clouds the context of this conversation, this debate, is that the previous years happened. And I, I think what what I'm going to look at here is that obviously Jokic is having the best season this year. I think in the last two years where he won MVP trophies, you could make clear arguments that he was not mm. the best player. And so when you then take that and add it to team success, mm-hmm. now that the Nuggets are the best team in the West and he's clearly the best player, I don't think there's much of an argument to say that he's not the MVP this year. Even though it, I don't think he's as good as Embiid or as, as good as Giannis. Mm-hmm. But I think this, of all years, is the year he's most deserving of it. But then again, we still have quite a few games left. You know, Embiid could go nuts. Giannis could go nuts. I just think when we look at the full context of it, a three-time guy to win three straight MVPs, I think we'll look back at last year, the year before, and say, well, you know, Giannis really three years ago, he was the best player in the league. He was the MVP. Steph, two years ago, he was really the best player. He was the MVP. Where Giannis, I think, does deserve the credit this year. I think the problem with the, the argument is that he is now going to be the first three-time guy in a row yeah. since 40 years ago. Like, yeah. like that, I think, is what's clouding the conversation. I, I think you make good points. The context there is good. That could be it. Because the it's hard to argue with the numbers. His, his numbers I, I are know. incredible this I year. They're the best team in the West. Yeah. And the West is, is really good this year. I can't knock... I know Jokic this season. I, you just can't do it. He he is putting up the numbers and they're winning games. Yeah. And in the games that he's putting up triple doubles, I I think they're winning all of those I think games. They've won almost all of them, right? So like if, they might be undefeated in the games in which he's had a triple double. Because I also think like if we look at the context when Russell Westbrook won the MVP and he was getting triple doubles every every game, uh, like I think we went a little overboard Agreed. in elevating what the triple double means. Yes. But if your team and but Westbrook's team was like eighth in the conference. Right. This is the di- this is the difference. When Jokic is getting a uh, triple-double, his team is undefeated. Yeah, I like, believe that's, that's true. very impressive. It is. And his numbers, uh, the, the numbers for that team with him on and off the floor are pretty staggering. So I, I guess it's, uh, you laid it out quite well. I, I, you know, all that said, I still don't think I'd pick the Nuggets to come out of the West. I don't think if you told me right now you've got to pick who are you taking. I, I, a lot of people are going to go with Phoenix. I know, I know, and I'm tempted, and I don't want to fall too much in love with. Well, they just have a lot of stars, but I think as long as nobody gets hurt, I think they're going to be a pretty tough team to eliminate. I, that, that to me, that's going to be a tough team to beat four times if if everybody stays healthy. And when I say everybody, I specifically mean Booker, KD, and Chris Paul. Well, there's three teams that fit that category in the West. If everyone stays healthy, the three teams are Phoenix, Golden State, and uh, the Clippers. If those three teams have all of their star players ready to go for the playoffs, all three of those teams can make a run and, and win a championship. And they could knock out 
a Denver team that's been excellent with an MVP, the three-time MVP. At a fourth, there is an extreme wild card in the situation, too. Look yeah. at the Lakers and no, what I Anthony know. Davis is doing in the last week or so. How about Davis last So if night? LeBron comes back rested and healthy, like that's a fourth team in the West if they have their stars ready to go, you yeah. could argue can make a run. Anthony Davis last night had a 30-20 and 20 game, York. I mean, he willed them to a game that they, quite frankly, just had to have. Uh, his fourth quarter was sensational. And he looked like he was about to collapse at the end of the game. Got his nose busted in the first half. He was absolutely sensational in, like, the last eight minutes of that game last night. And he willed them to a win. I mean, again, I think he had 30-22 and 22 last night without LeBron, of course, Memphis is playing shorthanded now, too, without without Ja. That's significant. But uh, the Lakers need every one of these, and that was a very impressive performance. If LeBron comes back healthy, too, we always say ifs. The problem is when we talk about the older guys staying healthy. It's easier for them to get hurt again. Exactly. Exactly right, York. I mean, when it's a young guy or you know a guy in his prime who doesn't have an injury history, you don't really worry about it as much, right? right. But it's the older yeah. guys with a lot of wear and tear. Can KD stay healthy for the next four months? We'll see. Can LeBron come back and not get hurt again? Guy's been a machine throughout his career, but guess what? He's starting to get hurt more frequently because he's pushing 40. Yeah. And I don't care how superhuman you are, it catches up it to does. you. It does. Except right? for Lonzo Ball. He's the young guy that can't make well, it back. Well, poor Lonzo. That's a whole other thing. He's the so. young kid can't, can't make it back. Uh, and now we should spend some time ranting on the Bulls. Now we're talking about the good teams. Do we talk about the bad teams? No, I don't think so. No? I, I think you give zero, zero thought and zero opinion to the Bulls right now. I just hope that they keep losing. I, Eric, I'm so I'm back to being so frustrated with them. Like it was like a fart in the wind where it, they it were was, fun. Yeah, it was you know, like, and I'm, it disappeared. I'm so frustrated again. Yeah. I know Sylvie is beyond I even see Red Fred it can't take it anymore. Right, I mean, said like, Fred. I'm so yeah. frustrated. He's given up again. on the front office. Even Cap's given up on the Cap front office. Cap's given up on the front office. Like, I'm done with this. Yeah. When Cap gives up on you, that's it. Yeah. Well, the, the great thing about a bad basketball team is baseball's around the corner. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. And the I'm hockey about team, my I don't think anybody team. talks about the Blackhawks anymore. I had, Eric, I'm worried about my baseball the, team. The Blackhawks story will be uh, uh, during the NHL entry draft. Yes. In June. Well, at least they're doing it right. Yeah. Maybe I'll make that... Uh, that's the compa- what, the comparison. Well, we should they're talk doing about. it right only because they stink. Well, they didn't do it right they, in the fact that they didn't get and maximize what they did in the trades for any of their guys that they had. Okay, but look at what the, they've gone about the business of doing this year. Yeah. They've made it a purpose of their their they've made it their mission, their purpose to stink. They do stink. Meantime, the Bulls are like, no, we're adding. We're we're we're, we're Pat Bev. We're good. We're all good. Yeah, Pat Bev's the addition that's yeah, really I mean, like, not come an addition, on. though. And that, mean, we but, know but that. that. But, that's, but it's, a, it's, a, it's maddening at like their course of action. I think that's why I'm so frustrated again by them. 312-332-3776. Connor's back from spring training, too. Oh, take a look at that. He's nice and tan. Uh, new, uh, uh, new dad? New dad for Connor? That was like in January. Well, I mean, it's still a new dad. It's only two months. I mean, geez. Carm. Yeah, he got a new dad. Yep. Three months. Wow. <laughs> Three he months didn't get today. a new dad. He is a new dad, <laughs> you knucklehead. Look on the phone. He's got his phone. He's oh, got the little he? picture. Look, yeah, thank see? You. See? Yeah, cute little rugger. Before you know it, you'll be yelling at him. Well, uh, Rugrat. That's uh, what you got, Derek. Uh, it's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000.
Uh, trivia coming up. We've got anniversary tickets to give away. 25th anniversary tickets to give away for the big show, House of Blues, Friday, March 24th. Station trivia coming up. Uh, Connor's back from Arizona. Hello, boys. Jump in studio oh, real hello, quick. Hello, Connor. Connor How are you? Headphones here. How are you? It's good to see you it's both. It's good to see you. Good workout in AZ. Thank you. Yeah. You did a nice job as always. I'm glad Oscar Gamble didn't get hurt. Boy, he got caught Oscar up in the netting. Gamble. Oscar Gamble. That's Col- good. Colas? Oscar Colas. Colas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I heard what Elvis uh, Andrews was saying about him to our friend Chuck Garfine. I mean, uh, Andrews you was... that interview yesterday. He was like really yeah. complimentary and right. said, you know, the kid can hit everywhere. It's not just the power and listen, I I don't mean to bag on Jerry's teams, it's a great but, way to start. but I, I mean I'm frustrated by both of his teams. I, and I'm I'm frustrated again by the Bulls. Focus on the South Side. It, well, team, but right? I'm frustrated with them too. And I I don't know what did you learn? I mean, uh, did you come back feeling mm-hmm. a little bit better about their prospects this year? I mean, you think they're going to be good? What What did you learn? In so I tell, I'll tell you a couple of things. I was out there for the first and uh, third spring training games. I did the first one with Len on our air and then was in for Jason Benetti on the television side for game number three. So when when I go out there for trips like that, and I'm only setting this up to, to, to let you know where my head was at, doing game-specific stuff. You know, I want to find out about this guy and this yeah. guy and this guy. The thing I love about spring training now is that teams will actually tell you Who's going to throw in a game? Beautiful. As opposed to years ago where it was just like, hey, who's throwing? Like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll find like a guy. It was legit that that's we'll, what we'll used to happen. We'll find someone yeah. to throw, but I don't know like, who's, who's going to be. We don't know. So that was good. Um, the, the game I did on television with uh, with Steve, Sean Burke threw yep. two innings in the middle of that game. Yep. Jesse Schultons started it and Sean Burke pitched later. I had a long conversation with Sean about what his offseason was like, that kind of thing. And I thought it mattered because this is a guy that the White Sox have talked about internally as, a, as listen, it might be Davis Martin and then Sean Burke. And, you know, any more, Carmen, Yerick, the way I think about teams pitching depth, I, I care who your starting five is, yeah. but I much more care about what that top eight looks like. Yeah. Because you need them. You, you need, need them all. And whether those guys make starts for you, whether they turn into bullpen arms, whether they're prospects that you can call up and put into action early, like a Chris Sale kind of situation, that matters to me. And Sean looked good. You know, yeah. I thought the fastball was there. I thought the slider was good. Love the plate coverage from Oscar Colas. I think you saw that a little bit yesterday if you totally. watched the game. Um, the, the issue there is a little bit like, uh, you guys remember Starlin Castro, right? Of course. The plate coverage was so good. And the contact was very singly. You know, a lot yeah. of singles. So at what point are you benefiting yourself from swinging at this pitch that's four inches, five inches, six inches right. outside, and you're poking it the other way for Just, a single? Right. Take it and get something on the inside, maybe? He's a young player, hasn't seen a lot of, uh, of major league pitching, seen a lot of minor league work, so we'll see how that comes along. The other part of the question, though, how I'm feeling about the team, I was surprised when I got down there. And I got down there about three, four days after they'd signed Elvis Andrews to the one-year $3 million deal. And I also got down there about four days before – Gavin Lux, the projected starting shortstop of the Dodgers, got hurt. And all I've been thinking about the last week or so is, man, Mm. it is a very Mm -hmm. good thing. It is a, Carm, you're a good point. It is a very good thing that the White Sox locked that up then and now have two shortstops in a game where you can't shift anymore. Right. And the Dodgers weren't able to go sign Elvis Andrews for one year six because they need a starting shortstop because they want to go win the NFL. That's a good point. I hope that, that, uh, that that benefits them because defensively, you know, you you got questions about. You see the double take, play? Yeah. You see the double play yesterday? No. And good ground ball to the shortstop. I think it was Remillard playing. It was a minor league guy. He makes a good turn over to second base, but given where Andrews was positioned, he's got to make a jump throw turn 
on second base. I mean, leg plant on Which the bat. Which he's never played. No. And and if you're playing second base, the leg plant on, you want to swipe that yeah, thing if you can it. going through because you can better control the throw. This thing's a seed over to first. I mean, he looks like second base. He's been playing right. for decades. It's good. Which, any, any chance they all stay healthy here? I mean, like, uh, and these are impo- those are impossible mm-hmm. questions, but I mean, like, that that's the one path forward for them to surprise people, right? Like, yeah. everybody stay healthy and play at your potential. I think that's right. Right? I, I think that is, I think that is the, the clearest path yeah. forward for them. Um, the minor league depth being what it is, guys like Brian Ramos, we've seen a lot of in spring, and Colson Montgomery, and, you know, Jose Rodriguez, that's a little ways off. Uh, pitching depth isn't exactly what you'd like it to be, but you've seen some arms so far in spring that look good. Yeah, stay healthy is a part of this uh, for for the White Sox. And I think when you bring that top-end talent to bear, I, I, a note was passed to me before the game, uh, the third game against the Mariners. There's only been like four games where all mm-hmm. of the guys, right, all the dudes, talking about the, the hitting side of things. Yeah, right. Where Vaughn and Abreu and Jimenez and Moncada and Tim and, you know, Robert, the guys. Right. Like four. Since 2021, where they've all been healthy and ready to roll. Crazy. Four. It truly is. It truly is. So it tells you two things. One, this team could probably be in better position depth-wise, and that's what what they want to bring out of spring training, right? It also tells you that that is the talent. I mean, that is there, and they can win. Listen, you talk to me about the Cleveland Guardians as much as you want. You do the whole Twins thing and the revamped rotation and all Mm. that kind of thing. It's 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 a pitching rotation full of threes. Yeah. And that can work for teams, but you got to hit the hell out of the baseball. Got to hit it. And yeah. they also have to stay healthy. You tell me, Byron Buxton's going to play 140. Never has. Games? No, I'd love to see it. Never, I've, never have been able to. Yeah. I would Center love field, to see nope. it. I, that he is one of the most talented guys yeah. in this game. Kids, a stud. and as a pure baseball fan, listen, nobody wants 140 out of Byron Buxton. Be great. Never seen it. Right? Tough to do. Yeah. Tough to do. Uh, all right. Well, you made me feel a little bit better, actually. You That's know, good. I'm, I'm I, I, I appreciate that. I'm, glad. I feel I'm trying to lift better. spirits. Not a lot of high hopes. I feel a little bit well, better. I'm trying to lift spirits. You know, the, the, I'll tell the, you the, the Pythagorean numbers, all the numbers oh, coming the down Pythag. the pipeline. Yeah, right Pythag's, uh, yeah, it's tough. You can't, it, it, that won't lie to you. The math? It won't lie. Usually it, it doesn't. Listen, I, you know, if they stay healthy and they take the attitude of, we're going to go out there and we're going to show everybody, we're going to make you stick it, good. I, I hope they actually accomplish that. I think that's the other part that I kind of took away from camp. Granted, I'm, I'm only there for the, the, the last two days of workouts and the first two day, days of games so far. I'll go back down for St. Patrick's Day to do the game on television. Oh, but, sure. Aaron Gobrock. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm here. That's what, that's what you send the Irishman to go do, right? Yeah, St. Patty's Day, yeah. you're half go, Irish, go cover a baseball cover game, a baseball right? Game like my grandfather before me. Exactly. That's so right. I, the, the thing I took away really was kind of Pedro Grifol's attitude. This is this is don't yeah around yeah stuff. This All is right. don't this is don't mess with this. This is this is there are expectations here. Good. This is my first year. This is what we are trying to get done. Good and will get done. I I think what he's set as much as you can on a team like the White Sox is as much competition against one another as you can. Right? Yohan mm-hmm. Moncada is going to win the third base starting mm-hmm. job. Right? Luis Robert is your starting center fielder, but. You can set up scenarios where guys have to push a little bit for uh, to keep what's theirs. Real and I'm glad, yeah, by the good. way, salt and pepper. Uh, I'm glad that he's been able to do that the way he has. Good. I like to hear that. And they're banking a lot on him getting more out of this team than the previous guys. So we'll and see if that and works. And it's not just Pedro. You know, when we talk about this, and we will during the season, 
It is a it is a brand new coaching staff, right? And everybody, well, well except the, the, the pitching side back, and Kurt Hassler is back right. as well, which is which is good because yeah. you want that kind of continuity. New hitting coach, first time manager, yeah. you want that. Yeah. But this is this is a brand new infrastructure yeah. on the hitting side of things, and it you know I, I think for all intents and purposes, it really needed to be, and it feels like it's it's being worked differently. All right, that's good. Make me feel better. I love it. See, I'm glad you came in. Thanks for coming by. Absolutely. I came in here for the coffee, the whiskey, and to see you guys. Oh, it's all here. All of the keeper's hearts. Yeah. You get some of that Irish in there. Go ahead. Dump a little of that. Some of that 19 crimes. Kelly yeah. Gold. Well, you got to yeah. pop the top on that one. Snoop Dogg. Thanks for the intro, Snoop. D-O-double-G. We'll talk to you soon, pal. There's Connor McKnight. It's Carmen New York. We'll do trivia for tickets coming up next. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. So let's do some trivia. Connor was just in here. Connor, of course, does pre and post. And Connor will be on a bunch of... He'll be on the call for a lot of the games this year. He was last year. He's very good at it. When Lens switches over and does TV, when Benetti's got conflicts, Connor, will, I, I don't know, I think it's upwards of like 20 games he'll be on the call for this year. But he'll have all your pre and post game uh, here on your home for the White Sox. In 05, the White Sox were on these airwaves. They went away for some time. They're back. We're happy to have them back. They won the World Series in 05. Who was the play-by-play man for us, for the White Sox, Radio flagship back in 2005 when the White Sox won the World Series. First correct caller will win the tickets to the anniversary show, Yerk, on March 24th at House of Blues. You must be 21 to win. You must be 21 to attend. So first correct caller, 312-332-3776. Dave Wills, who we spent a lot of time on Monday talking about, who very uh, unfortunately and tragically passed just shy of his 59th birthday overnight Saturday into Sunday, was the pre- and post-game host. It was Wilsey. It was Belton Bill Melton, uh, who, God, I love Melty, too. we got to get Melty on just to catch up for old time's sake. Oh, I'm with you. Band champion, 1973. Tell him you're, well, home run champion. Home run champion. Yes, that's what I meant. Correct. 33. 33. 33 home runs. You got it. Belton Bill Melton. Belton Bill Melton. That guy was always dreaming of genie, wasn't he? I tell you, man, you know, he's... Good for him. He's a handsome, uh, striking. A I mean, really, and it is a young individual. man. Oh. Is it any wonder? I don't think I so. Dreaming of genie, boy. He's rubbing the bottle. Eh? Okay, God, Oof. boy, they genie. But last night they retired Pow's number. Pow, yeah, in L.A. It was oh. really a nice ceremony. I mean, he talked about. He was so close with Kobe. I mean, he yeah. he got emotional talking about Kobe. His jersey's right next to Kobe's um, in the rafters. And that genie man, I said this. Uh, when was it? Oh, genie bus. Well, maybe at the All Star festivities or something. Yeah, you what saw talking about genie. Yeah, she's she still that her A game. Genie is she's like sixty one. She's, she's still throwing a fastball. Ninety nine, yeah. dude. I mean, she didn't go all Madonna on herself. She is no, just incredible. Better surgeon, maybe. I don't know. She looks fantastic. Either way, good for her, right? Yes, yeah, good for her. No? Good for Powell. It's nice to see Powell get his recognition. Right. They've retired a lot of numbers, man. You look in those rafters. Uh, James Worthy's retired. Yes. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's yes. retired. Magic Johnson is yes. retired. Um, somebody else Wilt. is retired. Will Chamberlain. Kobe. Kobe. Um, 
I mean, you're, uh, I'm guessing the Gail eight Goodrich. The 24. The 8 or the 24. Uh, 24. 24. Gail Goodrich? Gail Goodrich. Maybe? You, you would guess, yeah. I would think. Jerry how about, West? How about Norm Nixon? I doubt it. Michael Cooper? Cooper Loop? I doubt that one, too. How about uh, the bespectacled one? Not Kareem, but the other guy that was. Kurt Rambis. Kurt Rambis. I don't know if he's got his. There's a lot of them, though. You might be right. You When you look up, you're like, holy cow. Now, they don't have quite the problem the Bears have where they said, listen, you got to stop retiring numbers. There's a 53-man roster. you got 15 yeah, guys they got, in the they got 99 numbers. So they can afford it a little bit more? Including zero and double zero, you got 101 numbers. Look if I retired numbers. Wait, look at uh, Laker retired numbers, Carmen. That's what you want to look at. Yeah. Uniform number. Where's retired numbers? Not Minneapolis. You don't want Minneapolis retired numbers. Uh, yeah, because like George Mikan would be in there and right. stuff like that. Uh, I don't know. Well, they got to have that on here, right? Well, I mean, it's not. Dude, we're live and we're on the air, Carmen. Right All right. Oh, so they did eight and twenty-four. Both of them are gone. Um, we so we na- we got Kobe, we got Wilt, we got Powell, Elgin Baylor. We forgot Elgin Baylor. Uh, Gail Goodrich, yes. Magic, yes. Kareem, yes. We got all those. Shaq, duh, 34. Shaq, James Worthy, you said, 42. Jerry West, I said, 44. You know who else we forgot? Who? Jamal Wilkes, oh. 52. Whoa. And then they got They do have Mike Inns retired, but that was mostly Minneapolis. They retired, uh, let's see. They retired one of their, like a number for one of their old guys that was like, their president when they were in Minneapolis. Right. And then Chick Hearns got hit a little got honorary jersey. Yeah, they got yeah. a little honorary jersey for the legendary Chick Hearn, who, who I don't know, if you believe... Ever, <laughs> if you believe... What was the show on HBO, York? Um, oh, the, the primetime. Showtime. Uh, showtime. Showtime. Is that what they call it? Whatever the hell they called yeah, it, I which we got a kick showtime. out of. I think they took some liberties. If that was what the real Chick Hearn was like, oh, sweet Lord. Yeah, I don't think he wanted him. to be around Chick Hearn. People hated Chick Hearn. Oh, my God. Pat Riley at some point had to hate him, didn't he? You, you think? It didn't seem like the uh, the nicest individual. Nothing for Pat Riley, I don't think, swinging from the rafters. But they got a lot retired. Uh, who's our winner? It was Mitch Winkleman of Highland, Indiana. He knew it was John Rooney that was the voice of the John White Rooney. Sox back in 2005. Mitch Hinkleman. Mitch Hinkleman from Highland, we will see you at the anniversary show coming up. We'll have fun. And we are going to have fun, and we're very much we're very much looking forward to that, without a doubt. Name Bulls- a former Minneapolis Laker that became an NFL head coach. Whoa. Who's giving you that trivia question? You know who's giving it to me. Who? Who's always giving Scott, it to me. Uh, uh, Viking, Viking Scott. Scott. Yeah. A former Laker who became an NFL Minneapolis head coach. Laker right, became Minneapolis. an NFL head coach. You ain't got to go too far. All right, hold on. Ashbet, Bud Grant. Yeah, Bud Grant. I mean, when you gave me that clue, yeah, I mean, he played basketball. Of, I guess for I the Lakers, professional basketball player became a football coach. Without that clue, I yeah, might have been spinning my known. wheels we'd more. Have, we'd have both been spinning our wheels here. Yeah, for a that while. clue. That clue certainly helped. That gave it to us. Name a former Yankee that went on to be an NFL head coach. Former Yankee that wanted to be an NFL. Uh, Bill Parcells. No. You should know this, don't you? Do you not know this? Former Yankee. Be- Former- Weeb Eubank. No, it's not Weeb. That good Eubank. old Weeb. I don't think Weeb ever played for the for the Yankees. Name a former Yankee that went on to be Joe Pepito. One of the all-time great NFL head coaches. It's not Joe Pepitone. Oh, it's got to be Papa Bear. It is Papa Bear, Papa your Bear. go. Yeah, I so, saw that. You gave me that look. Stump your friends with that I got one. You. Papa Bear. George Hallis played George like Hallis. seven games for the, for the Yankees. Yankees. Yes. Yeah. 
And I'm not talking about like minor league games. George Hallis, here, I'll go to baseball reference right now. Stump your friends with that one. You're talking about big games. I'm talking about big league games. George Hallis, 1919. You ready? Yeah. 12 games in a Yankee uniform. 12 games in 1919. Uh, I'll give you a slash line. 091, 091, 091. Didn't walk. Didn't walk. Didn't have an extra base hit, Yurko. Couple of singles. God bless him. 091, 091, 091 in tw- uh, 12 games for the 1919 New York Yankees. So go ahead, use that trivia question with your friends. I can't wait. I know you can't wait. The other one I always like that gets people. This is the good one, and I usually bust it out when we do. You know, we go out with Miller Light in the summer. We give away tickets to Football Fest. Oh, by the way, Football Fest is coming together again. Yeah, man. it's We're coming gonna, together. Get ready in August, we get, folks. We, we got a date. We can't give it to you, can't but we give got it a to date. You, yeah, but it's coming together. Got a date? Can't give it to you. I used to always give the trivia question: name the only three NFL franchises that are still in existence today from the league's inaugural season. Uh, I'm sorry, it's two. It's it's only two franchises. That are in existence today from the league's inaugural season. And it's not the Chicago Bears. It, no, it is. It is. It is. But it's not the Packers. The Packers weren't in until the next year. They were it not. It would be the Arizona Cardinals? You're correct. Yeah. The Arizona Cardinals, who, of course, were the Chicago Cardinals at the time. So stump your friends with that trivia I like question. that one, Carm. Yes, indeed. We've talked a lot of nonsense here in the last few minutes, but that's okay. That's all right. I, you know, when we had Connor with the White Sox report, I mean, it was so refreshing. I love it. He cheered me up a little. Yeah, he I told have, me about the Telly Savalas, the catcher. I have an what acquaint- a great, great spring training he's having. I have an acquaintance. Um, he, he's like, he's, I mean, he's, I'm friendly with this guy well enough, but he's more of an acquaintance. He, um, I've known him for many, many years. A very successful guy from the finance world who, like a lot of people, uh, got a little bit too much money uh, and time on his hands and decided to get into sports gambling as a profession instead of the finance world. But he's quite good at it with the big betting syndicate, you know. Um, I was very dismayed to uh, recently have a conversation with him and hear that their biggest position is the White Sox under 84 uh, wins. Yeah, <laughs> their and, biggest you know, position. Yeah, and I'm like, why do you We're have to? On the ranch, the ranch. <laughs> I'm like, you know. They put like, Yellowstone why? up there. I'm like, why do you got it? John you know, and, and, and he knows I'm everything. a Sox fan, you know. And it's, he's like, I hate to tell you. But, and he, he, like, he doesn't divulge numbers, but this is a group that's betting, you know, they're betting Six figures. Yes, they're betting six figures on games and on things like that. Um, and yeah, and he, you know, so I don't know the exact number, but it's probably These are somewhere two comma guys. in the realm of yeah. six figures. These are on, two comma guys. And I just said to him, I go, I hope you're wrong and you lose a crap ton of money. And he's like, I know you do. And he laughed about it. But he's like, yeah, our group's biggest, uh, biggest baseball position, preseason position is the White Sox. I think under 84 they got. Their projection had them winning 78 games. So for them, it was a no-brainer. And I'm like, ah. But Connor cheered me up a little, so I feel good about that. Crosstalk in two minutes. Adam Schefter has the final word brought to you by Bath Planet. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, did you? You had to open up your mouth. Today's final word. You had to have the last word. On Carmen and Yurko. The Ravens said, let the market show what you're worth. You you say you're worth all this money, fully guaranteed. If somebody's willing to pay you, then you'll have that and we'll have the chance to match it. And if we don't want to match it, we can take two first-round draft picks. In my mind, this is a very simple solution 